Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. As part of our Meet the Cast series, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Aaron Stash, who plays Edward Bloom in DFT's production of Big Fish. Speaking of Big Fish, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Big Fish this November of 2022. Opening night is this Friday, November 11th, and that show is already sold out. So visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets for one of the other five performances over this weekend and the next one. Without further delay, here's the interview. Aaron Stash, welcome to the DFT podcast, our male lead in the upcoming Big Fish. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm Aaron Stash. I'm playing Edward Bloom in our upcoming Big Fish production. Really excited uh, to get started this Friday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is this will this be your first time um, acting with DFT or have you done so before? No, I've been in a show previously. Last time I was playing the Baker in Into the Woods. I believe that was 2018, if my memory serves. Um, but yeah, great time. Really happy to be at to be back with DFT. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, gosh, 2018 feels like such a long time ago, thanks to that old pandemic, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the uh, first show that I've done post-pandemic. Yeah, well, uh, well, we're happy to have you. And I could I could say confidently, having, having seen the performance already in rehearsal, since I'm a board member, uh, it's really something. And there's not even costumes yet when I saw it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Once we just got into the space recently as well, we're starting costumes, we've got set pieces and things and then adding the orchestra as well. That just changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so uh, tell our listeners, too, then how long have you been doing the acting thing? Yeah, I have been on stage about since I was about five years old. Um, I was the youngest, so I was always looking for attention. And they're like, hey, let's put them on stage. Um, so, yeah, I started my first uh I think holiday concert at school in uh, kindergarten and just kept going from there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, uh, Stephen Colbert's classic line is uh, youngest of 11. You know, you just get used to entertaining. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. It was nice because my brother and sister were both performers as well. So I saw them as a young kid, too. And I'm like, hey, I want to do that. OK, so uh, with, since family members were performing, did you ever really have a choice in the matter? Um, I did because I think they eventually grew out of it. I did not. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, uh, what are we talking about, Aaron? Exactly. How many performances have you been in? Oh my, I can't even begin to count. I've probably been in one or two shows for the last 30 years, um, absent the pandemic. So yeah. again, I, I've typically done at least one show every year since I was little and sometimes multiple shows i think after having kids it kind of dialed that back to at least one show <laughs> yeah yeah i um i did a little bit of performing before i became a parent but i became a parent in the pandemic and i yet to have the time to go back to performing oh yeah oh yeah i i still get the where do you get the time to do this i'm like well you know you find something you love and you do it on nights and weekends <laughs> yeah so so uh so speaking of that is this is this just a nights and weekends thing for you or you know are you doing something else and in what ways does the acting you know help help with that yeah, so this is my my nights and weekends gig. Uh, during the day, I work for United Airlines. I work in social impact. Um, so this is a, a great outlet for me. Uh, luckily, I married a music teacher, so I'm surrounded by music all the time. Um, you know, speaking of, do you have an opportunity to to be a part of it or not? You know, we're really pushing our kids to to get involved, and they're both in band and choir, and and you know, hope that they'll continue to perform as well. Yeah, yeah, I um. Uh... 
I, my little one is like already kind of singing Moon River and Tomorrow. And so, you know, I don't necessarily like, I, like, how do you do that? Right. Cause I, I have, you haven't had a chance to listen to this yet um, because I just interviewed her yesterday, but Lauren Berman, who's the director of the show, you know, I asked her the same question, sort of a, you know, when you have a kid who you think has an inkling for, you know, performance and whatever that means, you know, how do you, how do you cultivate that? You know, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm singing to my kids every night um, before they go to bed, and and it's funny because I'll typically pick a song from a show I've been in, um, and so they're like, you know, they get bored after a while if I haven't done a new show. They're like, don't you have a new song? So now you know I've got some new songs to sing to them. <laughs> right, right. Which uh, which brings us back to Big Fish. So uh, so you said you were uh, your your Edward. So that's the lead in the show. Uh, have you, uh, before getting the role of Edward, had you seen the movie, read the book, seen the the musical before? Yeah, yeah. So I saw the movie when it first came out and I loved it. My grandfather was very much an Edward Bloom storytelling, tall tale kind of guy. And, you know, that really just impacted me um, when I saw the movie. I then saw the musical and oddly enough, I wasn't a huge fan, I think because I loved the movie so much and it impacted me that way. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this that much, um, which is funny because now I'm in the show and I'm like, oh, this is a great show. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and you know, I, I had a similar experience, right? Because the movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those movies where when I you know, would, would meet a significant other, it would be like, hey, let's watch Big Fish it was like one of the movies we'd watch. Uh, and, you know, love is a big part of that. Right. And uh, and so when I saw the musical, I was not familiar with the book. And it's a different story. I mean, it's the same story, but it's told in a sort of different way. But yep. but then and so there was a little bit of like cognitive dissonance there. But I still left the theater singing, you know, fight the dragons. Right. Like, right. Right. You know, it, it's a nice little earworm, you know, from the from the musical. Uh, but then this small cast version even sort of uh, is a different telling. Right. Like, do you want to you want to talk about that? Absolutely. I, I love the small cast edition for that. There's so much more character development for more characters throughout the show. There's some, you know, kind of big, glitzy Broadway numbers that were in the original production that are not in this production. And I don't miss them at all um, because I think it allows us to get closer to the characters and everybody is more real in that sense. Um, don't get me wrong. I love a big flashy Broadway dance number. Um, but you know, the way that this show tracks and the through line for everybody, I think is so much stronger in the small cast edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, what was some of the things that you did, uh, to prepare for the role? You of course mentioned your grandfather was already kind of like Edward Bloom and you'd seen the movie, but did you do any extra prep work when taking yeah, on this character? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, a couple things. So, you know, I grew up in a small town. I feel like I grew up in Ashton. So I, I relate to pretty much every male character in this show. Um, maybe not the giant, <laughs> but I'm kind of big. You're kind of tall. tall. You're tall. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like having grown up in a small town, I really like understood that vibe going into everything. Um, what's also great about this show is it was originally um, performed by Norbert Leo Butts, uh, the role of Edward Bloom. Um, prior to this show, I have also done Catch Me If You Can, and I did his role in Catch Me If You Can. So to a certain extent, I'm crossing off my butts list um, by also performing another uh, Norbert Leo Butts song or, or, or show. Um, so what I did there is, you know, I also love the last five years and basically everything he's sung. So I'm going to just continue to seek out uh, shows that he's been in because I think I've not not want to say that I'm as good as he is, but I, I like his vocal range and it fits mine really well. 
Deerfield's Leo Butts. Is that uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly? Uh, yeah. So uh, um, maybe without you know without giving too much away, like what was uh, what, what's one of your favorite moments of of uh, DFT's production of Big Fish? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the show is so magical. Um, it, I mean, that's kind of what the whole show is about, right? It's telling these tall stories and and you know becoming part of Edward's world. I related a little bit of it to, you know, how we treat ourselves on social media. I think we're all really great, wonderful, having a great time on social media type people um, in terms of how we present ourselves. And that's really how Edward is presenting himself in these tall stories, right? We're the we're the heroes of our stories. Um, but I really like the intimate moments when we get to see kind of the real characters, um, you know, in the different scenes. It's you know, one of my favorite moments, I think, is is the time when we're singing Time Stops and it's literally just two of us singing on stage. There's very little movement, very little choreography. And it really is that moment of love at first sight. And that not only is the song beautiful and, and I love singing it, but just kind of that moment where the two characters see each other for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's also one of my favorite parts of the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We we don't have the uh, the stop uh, the uh, the camera effects of kind of showing everybody in mid motion or not moving. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but but for for a musical, I think it does the same thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that's a really interesting uh, analogy with the whole social media. How we portray ourselves on social media are these these big fish tales that uh, Edward mm-hmm. Bloom says. I, I haven't thought of it that way yet, but I think that's an apt analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are all. Uh, I, I like the Instagram posts of reality versus what it looks like on Instagram, and you just see the chaos of what's actually happening behind these photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and even even to uh, to social media's benefit, I guess, from some of the lessons and takeaways of Big Fish is that you know there is still something to be you know learned and gained from you know the tall tales, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think one of the the best lines is um, it, it doesn't necessarily what's what's true if you know the stories then you know the man yeah yeah uh so um so you know we mentioned the pandemic a little bit and how you know you didn't perform this is your first performance back since then and and while you're not uh you know in theater a hundred percent of the time 100 percent of your day it's something that you've done for 30 whatever years so um you know when the pandemic hit you know what was that like yeah, it was, I mean, from a performer and a person who really uses this as, as an outlet for expression, it was super hard, um, as it was for everybody, I'm sure. Um, you know, I think from a performance perspective, a lot of the different groups and the different people that we were um, performing with and entertaining and whatnot, everybody moved online. So I did a number of kind of virtual shows. Um, you know, behind green screens, which was, you know, a, a completely different experience. Um, my wife, who is a music teacher and also directs her musicals, um, you know, found a Zoom um, show that they could do. And each student kind of recorded their session and put it together. Um, so, yeah, there there was those outlets, a lot of recordings that we did, but there's nothing like live theater um, and just kind of that excitement and being able to, you know, build that community with your cast and then share that out to the community as well, that there's nothing like that in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if that doesn't put butts in seats for Big Fish, I don't know what does, right? Yeah, I mean, we're all, absolutely. We're all ready to get back there, get back in like the live experience of it. There's nothing absolutely. like it. 
Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so just you know, you've you've performed in a lot of shows, obviously, right? So it might be hard to pick. So I'm not going to make you pick one. But if you think about, you know, all the experiences that you've had and, you know, for different reasons, you know, what have been some of the favorite uh, performances that you've had? And, you know, whether that's just because you liked the character or the, the whole cast was great, you know, what are some that stick out in your memory? Yeah, absolutely. I'll pick a, a couple and that I've already mentioned. So I think um, one of my favorite roles to date was playing uh, Agent Hanratty in Catch Me If You Can, which is that Norbert Leo Butts role. Um, just amazing songs to sing kind of a jazzy bluesy um, performance and one of those where you're just on stage a lot and going back and forth um, the cast was fantastic I think we had a really great time putting that together um, the last show I did at DFT into the woods playing the baker was a dream role um, I love myself an angsty ballad and you know there's nothing like it in, in into the woods I will say that I think I said the words into the woods 76 times in that show uh, in in uh, songs, if I counted it correctly, maybe a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I think another one that stands out is I played the Pharaoh in college in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We actually performed it at Assembly Hall in Champaign to an audience of about three or four thousand, which is, I think, the most I've ever performed to. And we had to to stall before the mega mix. And I was the only one who didn't have to change so I basically did stand up as the Pharaoh for about five minutes while the cast changed. Um, that was a pretty incredible experience. <laughs> oh man, as a uh, as an occasional wedding officiant, I can relate to feeling like having to do stand up to stall an audience. Yeah, yeah, nothing like just like just keep stretching it. Nope, we're almost ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's something. Um, yeah, I, I had uh, three thousand people um, shaking their hips Elvis style in assembly hall. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, um, so then when when you find yourself in the audience, you know uh, what is well, you know what are some of your favorite performances to just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been lucky enough to go to Broadway a, a few times. I've seen a lot of shows here in Chicago as well. I think the the ones that stick out most recently, uh, we saw Hadestown um, on Broadway with the original cast. And that was just amazing. Um, kind of the ability for everybody to kind of bring everybody together. Um, we saw The Great Comet uh, when it came out and was about five feet away from Josh Groban when he was singing in the audience. And it's just kind of those experiences of of shows that you don't necessarily know a lot about before you get into them um and then there's just a lot of fun shows that i've seen i mean lion king is an experience that i i, I haven't yet shared with my kids and I, i'm looking forward to doing that because it's just a great spectacle um i think the same of wicked like again these are just great spectacle shows that you know once you've seen them um you know kind of the experience that you can have Lay Miz, I think I've seen three or four times. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the good ones. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it hard for you to sit in the audience and remove the performer hat and perspective? Oh, absolutely. I am picking out what roles that I would like to play every time I'm watching those shows and, and the roles that I would never play that I would also love to play. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you think uh, performing as well enriches your experience as an audience member? I think, think so I, I mean I, I would say having been performing since I was five I really don't know any other way to to see a show so it, it would be strange for me to to kind of think of it as not being in a performance 
Um, you know, I joke with my kids, like, you know, how many of their friends, moms and dads are singing Broadway show tunes while cooking Sunday breakfast? I, I don't know, but that's pretty commonplace in my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so going back in a comment that you just said, how, uh, you know, being surprised by um, by a show uh, that makes me wonder uh, whether you think it's okay to listen to a soundtrack before seeing the musical, assuming you have the option to see the musical. Yeah. You know what? The the shows that I just named as some of my favorites are ones that I went in completely blind, had no idea what I was getting into. You know, we, we rushed some tickets at the end and those were really incredible experiences. Um, but I've also done the opposite where I knew I was going to go see a show and I wanted to know everything about it. And I listened to it before. So I've kind of done both. Um, and I'm not a purist in kind of that sense. I do have some friends who are like, oh, you can't listen to anything before you got to have that. But yeah, I would say, you know, do what makes you feel good. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that answer. Uh, so, um, uh, to the extent that you've been, um, you know, you've been doing this, you know, as your your sort of weekend night, you know, week night occasional thing. Like, in what ways has that beyond just having like a day job, like enriched your life, you know, and and made your uh, and made the things that you do, whether it's with family or work, you know, improved because of it. I know it's kind of like you've been doing this forever, so maybe it's hard for oh, you yeah. to, to know. But you know, for for parents, I'm thinking because we have a lot of young listeners who list, maybe listen with their parents, you know, and their kids want to go into acting or do acting or directing or something with theater. You know, I want to convey the lessons of how whether you do this professionally or not, you know, there's so much to be gained from the experience. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, you know, professionally, I've been a spokesperson on CBS News. I've been a spokesperson for, you know, with reporters and whatnot. So the ability to connect to the media has definitely been something that I've been able to, you know, enrich because of the performing that I do on the side. Um, the same with giving any sort of presentation in front of people. You know, people are often like, oh, do you get stage fright? And it's like, I don't know what that is. Um, I've never experienced that. Like, I've always been the, yeah, you give me a mic and put it in my hand and I'll talk to somebody for, you know, however long you need me to. Um, and I think that's come in really handy with the ability to present in front of, you know, leaders in your company, folks outside the media as well. Um all of that has come from my ability to just be performing for most of my life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, um, any final words for if we have a listener who's who hasn't gotten their tickets yet to go see Big Fish? And this Friday sold out, so you can't see it this Friday, but there's five other nights, days, nights that you're performing. Yeah. You know, what, what, what do you want to say to them? Yeah, no, I mean, we're super excited. We hope you get your tickets, you know, get them soon. They're going to be going fast. This story is really about the tall tales and the loves and losses that we have throughout our lives. I would say bring a tissue, maybe bring two. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for coming on the podcast. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. And that's our show. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. An even better way to support DFT is to go see Big Fish this weekend. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash DFT. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.